Podcast. I am your co-host Megan Coffer, co-host Amber Franzman. So Peter Pratter, let's get at her. All right. So I don't have any previously on that I can think of. Do you have anything? I had something when I started listening to the podcast, and I didn't have my paper and mm-hmm. pen with me, and I was doing something with the baby, so I didn't get to write it down, and then I couldn't remember what it was. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll ask. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that thought's gone. It's just forever gone gone now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are on season six finale, uh, season six, episode six. Ooh, Trevor Risk is the writer for this episode. Daniel. (laughs) No, Daniel. We know it's you. (laughs) And director Jacob Tierney, this episode is called You. You. You do that really well. I do. (laughs) That's my cat call for Nate. (laughs) Nice. All right, so the synopsis is, there's trouble in paradise for Anik and Derry. Wayne makes a decision about Marie Fred, as Scotty Wallace would say, you. You. (laughs) This is probably a later thing, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because it irritated me so much. The whole episode, I was like, who's Scotty Wallace? This must be some famous Canadian I don't know about. And it's just a guy. It's just a, it's just a, made a guy up character for like any. I'm so upset because this whole time but there's I thought, an annual Scotty Wallace Day every year, Megan, <laughs> didn't you know? The annual Letter Kenny Scotty Wallace Day. Adult Only. Scotty Wallace Day that we've been going to since we were children. You know, with tradition. Oh my gosh. No, but this, I, I'm glad you like this one because I prepared not to like it and I ended up liking it. I guess we'll see. I'll go ahead and read the cold open. You were discussing critical space stuff with your pals the other day. It's going to be a long boy. This is... Because this is a good... It's like a third of the episode. Yeah. Almost half. It's a long cold open. Well, that's one thing we can mention real quick. It was only a 20-minute episode. It was very short 19 minutes, actually. Mm -hmm. So... If you take out the cold open, the story itself was probably 12 minutes long. It was very, very short. So anyway, smoking darts on the porch, Derry wonders how one would mix a batch in outer space. Wayne said, I know, that would be, and what a weird thought. I know. Anyway, go ahead. Guys are strange. Wayne says it could be done, given zero-g environment, with a cone and remembering to obstruct the space cam in one's quarters. Dan asks Wayne how he learned this, and Wayne relates a story from when he took Angie down to Disney, and they overheard some cadets talking at a bar. Dan is skeptical to Wayne's irritation, but backs down and asks if Roberta Bondar, the neuroscientist and Canada's first woman astronaut, was there. So I'm going to stop there really quick. One thing that I found, not strange, but surprising, was that Wayne took Angie to Disney. I don't know. Sometimes he's fun and sweet. Disney being the happiest place on earth, though, doesn't seem <laughs> to <laughs> Just his scally, yeah. squinty face. Not caring with about Mickey ears kids. on. Yeah. <laughs> Just like knocking kids out of the way to get on. I don't know. I'll get her to. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh my gosh. That's could, a lot of happiness and a lot of kids for Wayne. And I, I feel like that's Wayne's personal hell. <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like a good time for him, but maybe he just did it for Angie. This is one of the most infamous bloopers. I know you've not seen all the bloopers, but yeah. have you seen this one? No. Oh. It's because I find them more funny when the cast can't get through yeah. a scene. And this one was rough for them to try to get through. These two weren't just North America's finest spacemen. They're actually planet Earth's finest space people. <laughs> planet Earth's finest. <laughs> They're actually planet Earth's finest space people. <laughs> Wayne would start the story. And you could see his little tiny smile start to crack. <laughs> and all of them, none of them could keep it together, to be honest. And then the end, I think someone says, unusable. <laughs> they couldn't even, they're like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing if your character's supposed to be smiley all the time, but if you're supposed to be scowly all the time and you have to get through a, a comedic take, that'd be harder. And he seems so naturally smiley. Uh, you know, when you see him actually talk as yes. Jared, yeah. I said we get a quick look into Dan and Derry's nighttime routine. God. <sighs> One random thought that I had about this chunk specifically was, are there cameras in the quarters for the astronauts? Because that feels intrusive. That. I wondered about that, but you know, I didn't look it up. Astronauts still have to change and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm not sure about how it all works in space, but I mean, it seems like some sort of privacy is necessary. What a conversation. Because why is that what you wonder about as far as space exploration goes? But it did remind me of OG Letterkenny. Yeah. Sitting on the porch having a really random conversation in great depth. I enjoyed that about this scene. This cold open. Good, I was having a good old time. <laughs> Quit spazzing out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did feel very season one to me. Yeah. And when was the ant conversation? It reminded me, two conversations came to mind. The ant conversation mm -hmm. and the Vaz difference conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think the ant one was season two, maybe three. Yeah, that sounds right. Before we get fully into the, to the rest of the story, do you think Wayne is making this up? I hope he is. I don't think Wayne is completely making it up. Mm -hmm. Maybe he did overhear a conversation about this. But I don't think it was from actual cadets. That's my thought. That, my thought your... was the exact same thing. It's some random people back and forth joking with each other. And then he's reporting this back. Yes, as fact. That's exactly how I see it. Because Wayne says everything as if it's factual. That's true. Whether or not it is, whether or not it has any truth to it, he just reports it as factual. And I don't think he does it to be a liar. I think mm -hmm. he just, that's just how he... He's very the information back. If, if he has a statement or a feeling or something that he says, he says it point blank, period. This, this is how, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is how they do it in space. <laughs> I said, interesting. I'm not researching this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I researched a couple things about the cold open. That was not one of them. <laughs> Couldn't you just use a condom? It seems like you could. That seems like it would be much more convenient than a cone. Also, it'd be pretty contained. I also don't know what kind of cone they're talking about. I went to water cooler paper cups that are in the cone shape. That's what I visualized. That's when what he I was, was thinking too, which feels like it would just still go everywhere. Yeah, it feels be like Tang floating around. It's not efficient. 
It's not efficient, no. Uh, There are better ways to do this. Come on, NASA. At that point, even a sock would be a better option than... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I don't remember where I heard this story. And we're getting so off base. (laughs) But it's fine because it's a 19-minute episode. Yeah. But I'd have to look it up. But I think... No, just state it as fact. I want to state it as fact. I'm waning it out right now. (laughs) (laughs) So... I read or heard this on a podcast or something where when females started going up into space, NASA didn't know how many tampons to send. Oh. It was just for a set, like a month, I think. And they sent 350 tampons. Like an astronomical (laughs) amount of tampons. An astronomical amount. Exactly. Ah, I see what you did there. Oh my God. Because they didn't want to ask. (laughs) And there was only, I think at the time, was only one woman going up. I was about to ask if it was a a crew full of women. Maybe, but still. No, it was just the one, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Because well, my- it was, just, I guess, all men doing the logistics, and they wouldn't ask. <laughs> and they just were like, this is hopefully enough. <laughs> I hope we've evolved as a species since then. <laughs> I hope that was one of the very first females in space. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and read the next part. So... They're talking about Roberta Bondar. Says she was sitting in a quiet corner by herself, crushing a few old fashions. Dan wonders why she didn't want to return to space with the other guy. And after looking around carefully, Wayne quietly tells him the story. Houston sent them up together, but the dude was a guy's guy, whereas Bondar, the more senior spaceman, had no patience for the boys-will-be-boys mentality. It was like oil and water. I'm curious also if they're talking about a real person. I looked her up and she's real. Yes. Uh, I didn't look the other guy up though. I should have. I looked at pictures of other astronauts that are around that same time frame uh-huh. to see if I could Yeah, cause she's older. And I couldn't figure out who they're talking about or if they could just be making somebody up. I, I feel like if it was a story that personal hopefully they're just making so because they talk about her in a good light yes. so they can use a real person the light that the sky's painted in though i don't remember but, them uh, saying a name yeah, but i'll have to go back i would and, hope that it's not an actual astronaut i was a little bit with dan yeah mm, i love how dan called him this? out like how do you have this information and I love the Kennedy Space Center. I'm such a space nerd. Have you ever been? I've never been there, oh. no. I can't say, oh, it's so fun. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> I am a little bit of a nerd, so I really enjoyed seeing all this stuff. But I would suggest a day trip if you're in Orlando and you have a random free day. It's an easy hour drive or so. Well, I did look up how far it is from Disney to Cape Canaveral, and it said it was 70 miles, about an hour and 15 minutes. Dexter would probably love that. We went to Wonderworks. He loved the spaceship that was there. That's, he just wanted to sit in it on his back <laughs> the whole time, so he would probably enjoy it. And we're kind of nerds, too, so that's probably something we would yeah. enjoy. It's almost a full day of walking around everything, and then they take you off to a certain place where they'll show you where, if they still do this, where they would actually shoot off the rockets wow. and stuff. It's, I can nerd <laughs> it's out so about it. Cool. It's so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wayne continues, the spaceman's got a space cam in their quarters, which are connected to the other spaceman's quarters as well. As to the main shuttle bay, the saucer section, and the two smaller bays, and the star drive section. I can't believe that's true. That just doesn't seem... It feels invasive. Yeah. 
It feels like so. it should not be a thing. Especially so. to have them watching down on Earth as well. Yeah, or to be able to see from room to room. No. Unnecessary. Yes. I'm going to skip this next part. It seems they unnecessary. They go really into... They go really into weird bits of it. So, the dude would float off camera, pull his pants down, grab his junk in his hands, not for Dinkerball, but to dip them into frame and tell Bondar to check the camera. And I will be honest... We assume this is probably not a true story. Yeah. But if it was, man, this pisses me off. I put that cannot be professional astronaut behavior. (laughs) But we do know that women getting into male-dominated careers had to deal with a lot of like this. And so, like I said, I looked her up, Roberta Bondar, and she's 76 now. Mm -hmm. So whenever she was shot up into space was probably, you know, a little while ago. And that was when guys could really kind of get away with being dicks. Mad Men time mm-hmm. period oh, gosh, where you yeah. could do something like that and, and oh, not come be on. reprimanded by Don't it. Don't you have a sense of humor? Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny? No. no. Hostile work environment, you prick. Gosh, I, it just it gets me heated. I know it's just a story. I know it's just whatever. <laughs> and they're obviously saying it as though, hey, this isn't good. This is not a good thing. Yeah. But the fact that that did actually happen, it just drives me crazy. Mm. I hope that we are a little bit beyond that. We still have a ways to go. We still have a ways to go. But hopefully we're not as bad as we used to be. We're not dicking a camera at work. Oh my god. Anymore. Anymore. (laughs) Dinkerball. (laughs) Dinkerball. Fine, play that in the locker room if you all want to. (sighs) Not on camera. (laughs) Okay, so. Bondar reported the matter, but... They were both scheduled to remain there for two months. And curious. That would have been 500 tampons. (laughs) Do we just need to send a second ship with tampons? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was good. (laughs) And so he would routinely batch it and not. Such a gross way to put it. it. It's a gross way to. And it's a gross visual. Anyway, yeah. NASA aborted the mission and gave them orders to Picard maneuver and warp 10 back home. At the secret meeting that followed, she did not ask for any specific punishment, saying he would get what was coming to him. And she would be at the bar drinking old fashions. And so now, one is up in space doing space activities, and the other is at the bar near Disney drinking old fashions. That woman, Dan says, is the portrait of class. And I agree. But at the same time, pissed off and confused. Yeah. Also, it seems like if you were an astronaut, you would want to be up in space doing space things. So that doesn't seem like a punishment. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking. It seemed like she got the crap end of the stick yeah, here. Yeah, like, and oh, if you're going to complain, I guess you don't get to go back up into space yeah, again. you don't get to do your job anymore. Yeah. So. I guess drinking near Disney can be fun for a civilian or somebody who wouldn't rather be in space and isn't qualified to be in space. But yeah, to me, that seemed not like he was being punished and she was being rewarded. Yeah. And I don't, that's what I was trying to figure out. Are you trying to say that she's getting rewarded right now? Because it seems like she lost her job for something that this jerk did. Yeah. For sexual harassment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, we can't, we can't get onto that. Law and Order SVU podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. And Wayne ends it all by saying, now you can't be especially sure those were even real space cadets at the bar by Kennedy that day on account of 
being so close to Disney. Yeah, they could have been stormtroopers. <laughs> oh, I guess Disney didn't own them then, but... That's true, yeah. yeah. Still. <laughs> they could have been pretending or cosplaying like so many in that area like to do, but if they weren't over there spinning the yarn... Ferda. Bondar for Prime Minister, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he says Disney. Disney. D- Disney. Right. <laughs> Deb. How did you acquire this knowledge? You remember when I took Angie down Disney? And then I just made note that the cold open was almost half the episode. And yeah. that's all the rest that I had for that. The actual story I didn't enjoy, but the story I enjoyed. Them sitting there, having the conversation, just sitting there smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, was he gave me all the warm fuzzies. Like, yeah. oh, old school letter, Kenny. The content you didn't enjoy, but the environment you enjoyed. Yes. The setting <laughs> for the storytelling. I get all been out of shape on these logistical things (laughs) and i said no way nasa is wasting money by telling them to turn around and come home because somebody's being a jerk no yeah that's one of those first of all be a grown-up and work out your problems but also be a grown-up and stop pulling your penis and ball sack out if in fact that's happening i just can't see it actually happening yeah i can't see somebody the amount of work and effort and training and knowledge that it takes into being an astronaut to get up there and do something like that yeah. just seems you would like outlandish. to think yeah. yeah i would like to think i had a i had down to ask you what is in an old fashioned oh uh simple syrup bitters that and we had a bottle of bitters that literally sat on the shelf and never got used the entire time that i worked there yeah ice cube bourbon orange peel and a cocktail cherry Oh, I I don't bourbon. I don't. Yeah, I don't like bourbon. Don't like bitters. It was just one of those drinks that it looks fancy. The actual taste of it, I was not. I've tried one once just to be like. Is bitters actually bitter? Yeah. Okay. You tricked me. (laughs) Okay. I like bourbon. Okay. I I mean, who really likes a bitter taste? Why is that even a thing? And. You put, you put bitters in a martini, too. You can. It's just it. I've never had a martini, but I would have a vodka martini if I was going to have a martini. See, you know what? I had a vodka martini one time, and I don't know what I was expecting, and it was basically they just handed me a glass with vodka in it. It was like, <laughs> ooh, oh, wait a second. What is this? Look what? at this fancy glass that has vodka in it. Right? And would you like a shot of vodka? <laughs> that was basically what it was. Like, they did nothing to it. It wasn't. They could upcharge you for that shot. Yeah. Uh, well, it is a martini, so... <laughs> I shook it up in this silver thing, they didn't so that sh- makes it a martini. Yeah, nothing in it. And that's the thing. They, Where was I at? It was someplace in Florida on spring break, and I was trying to be fancy. Mm-hmm. And it was... Bleh. Club La Vila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was. No. No. I don't know. But it was like, you just poured vodka into this martini glass. I watched you it. with my human eyes pour vodka <laughs> with into my this human eyes. fancy glass and call it a cocktail. You can charge me extra. No, no. <laughs> Florida is, well, I guess it's because it's a touristy place. You can easily drink up a tab. Oh, yeah. In Florida because it's touristy and they have gimmicky drinks and stuff. Gimmicky drinks that have a lot of filler and not a lot of alcohol they can upcharge mm-hmm. for but also just because a lot of people who are going to florida like you said touristy so they're going to have a good time they're going to spend yeah. money they're going to go out to eat they're going to get drunk party time so hey i yeah that drink cost seven dollars sure that's not bad that drink costs fifteen dollars sure <laughs> sounds well, right this comes in a fishbowl i'll pay 35 dollars <laughs> for that is that 
a gallon of juice with a shot of vodka in it? It probably is. I'll do that. We used to do, forget which night it was. We had like a $5 jumbo margarita night. Uh Uh-huh. And the cups that they came in were jumbo. They were giant. And you think, man, I'm getting a big ass drink. And it had three shots of tequila in it, but it was three shots of well tequila and then like... 50 ounces of margarita mix yeah. or something you couldn't get drunk off of them yeah you get sick off of them because <laughs> you're drinking so much margarita mix but yeah no i feel like as long as you know when you're going in then you won't get disappointed yeah that's true but i feel like an old-fashioned is you have to have a certain sense of sophistication about you to be able to drink it at all yeah and to enjoy it even more so. It's above my my, Your my sophistication level, yeah. <laughs> That's above my palate's pay grade, so. Uh, <laughs> All right, I guess we should get into the actual storyline of the show. So, this next 12 minutes <laughs> is just, we're following around Wayne. So, Wayne is sitting at the produce stand with the other hicks. He receives a video call from Marie Fred, who is with another woman. He thereupon hands the phone to Katie because he has to do the thing for the second verse. And he proceeds to sing the alphabet in badly accented French to the Quebecois. Great. Good job. I wouldn't have uh, said that correctly, I don't think. (laughs) Let's stop there. I wanted to break that up. I thought this was adorable. I said, I hate the word bay, because he says bay, no. And I hate that word. And I think he just said that because he was drunk. I can't see sober Wayne saying that. And I said, buzzed Wayne doing cute things is so sweet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, R, C, G, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z, C, complete. Je parle bien alphabet. Je colorepite avec les yeux fermés. A, B, C, D, E, F. Okay, say complete. bravo, merci. Bye, je t'aime. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say hot take. I think maybe, and you can super disagree with me. Okay, especially at the end of this, I felt it in my heart and soul. I liked Marie, Fred, and Wayne's chemistry better than I like Wayne and Rosie's because she feels and maybe it's just because we're in it right now like we're (laughs) in the thick of it but she feels more like a separate person from him I agree and I actually think at the end of this episode I thought Marie Fred is somebody I think I could be friends with Mm -hmm. if we didn't didn't have to hear yeah (laughs) so I agree with what you said she feels like she's her own person but they are cute together. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have to hate her because up until I hated her, I really kind of liked her. Yeah. And when she says the second verse is what I'm here for, lady, I don't know why, but I really liked that line and the way she said it was yeah. cute. <laughs> I think it's adorable because he's he's putting in the work and she's giving him a little bit of a hard time. But at the same time, I think you can tell just her acting delivery. She is proud of him for doing it even though she's just you know kind of giving him a little yeah, bit of a hard time it was obviously not the nicest pronunciation of those things yeah i liked that he did it too yeah i mean he he says like oh you guys are lucky you caught me like half lit or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. he says but you know 
I feel like if anybody else had asked him to do that, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And so I think that it's sweet that they kind of have that, they've got like a special spot, which you should for your significant other, but they've got that kind of special spot for each other. And she seems to be pretty copacetic with Katie. Yeah. Because she asked for Katie specifically, even though, you know, maybe you could argue that it was to hold the phone, but... They seemed to have a comfortable, short conversation that they had while they... They seem comfortable. Yes. I like that. I do too. Until I hate her. (laughs) <laughs> and that face you just wait until i absolutely would murder this chick uh just and i think it makes it it makes me more mad at her watching this too because you like her right now while yeah. we're watching it me too and you see how much wayne cares about her mm-hmm. oh my heart it's like they're acting <laughs> <sighs> why you gotta act like that why I liked Dan's face, too, when it was happening. Did you see? Uh, no. He's smiling, and he got his little dimples like, I'm going to give you shirt about this later. <laughs> but, but I think it's cute, and I'm happy for you. That is cute. That's, I love Dan's That's face. all that Dan's face was saying. And then at fir- when it first started, the very, very first little bit of it, I was a little sad because I thought, oh, is she a little bit being mean? But I think by the end of it, you can tell it's all in good fun, and he's they're both okay with it. Well, he even says... You're not. You're laughing with me, not at me. And she says, definitely not. <laughs> and I like that she's at least being up front, like, we're about to laugh at you. But what you're doing is going to be, it, you know, worthy of a laugh. So. Yeah. Okay, so the Hicks asked Derry about Anik, but he's not spoken with her. Dan has not seen her in a fortnight. Katie knows what she's been up to as she follows Anik on Instagram. And Derry is shocked to find this out. He says she has an Instagram. Katie says that she likes Anik and likes a woman who knows what they want, but offers that Anik's Instagram is a little skanky. And the Hicks riff off a few skank puns and pass Katie's phone around. Wayne whoops softly (laughs) looking at Anik's photos, then more loudly shouts, you! (laughs) Katie and Dan also shout, you <laughs> in agreement to Derry's worry and Katie and Wayne get up. They must go get something sorted. And Dan's not invited. <laughs> Nonplussing him, but he's obviously very upset about it. Katie wonders where Scotty Wallace is, but Dan warns that he keeps poor company. So, before we get on to the next bit, what do you think about this scene? But Dan sounds sick. Did you notice that? His he little did. voice sounded like he had yeah. been getting over a cold or something. I wonder how many times they did the take and how many times he's had to yell, though. That's true. Yeah. If you have to yell, you, over and over and over yeah. again, I bet your throat would get a little and sore. And he has to yell that last part where he's, oh, he's like, I love that. You know, it's kind of suspicious. Choose a huge going off to someplace we're not allowed to go to. Kind of makes a feller wonder. I'm not going to ask any questions, because I'm pretty sure I'll find out sooner rather than later. Bad gas rattles ass in a small town. I love that. <laughs> I like that Wayne's contemplating mixing in a water. And then just does it. Yeah. And then just like, a, a, a fortnight's two weeks. Oh. The more you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that. know that. I really just said two weeks. But we well, said he's not hard from her in a week. Yeah. But I wonder if he's if she's not been there for two weeks. I get well, we mentioned last episode that the girls weren't there, Anik and Marie Fred. Yeah. So you know and so the last time Derry was talking to her on the phone that we saw was when they were 
dancing at the bar for when he's asked, keeps asking her if everything's okay. But she hasn't been around yeah. since before then. Yeah. So, you know, if Derry hasn't talked to her in a week, it's understandable that Dan's not seen her in longer yeah. than that. She's ignoring Derry and posting thirst traps. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Katie calling it skanky. That's, I was going to say, I agree with what Katie says up until she calls it skanky. Because she was like, you know, I, I, I love a, a woman doing what she wants and I love Anik and, but it's skanky. It kind of backtracked on everything she just said, I yes. feel like. I love a woman doing your thing and then calling her skanky. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like that it was called skanky. I agree. It rubbed me the wrong way. If, but and I, she even but says, I guess like, if, and I love her Instagram. Yeah, I love looking at it. <laughs> yeah. But Katie dresses however she wants and she does whatever she wants, but that, we don't... And you don't... And We don't think of Katie as skanky. Yeah. We're made to... Even, like, Wayne, you know, he, he tells her to put clothes on all the time, but... But if somebody called her a skank, he would be the first one to tell him to n- not talk that way. Exactly. Not call her that, yeah. Uh, does Derry not have social media? That's what I was wondering. And that... You can post whatever you want on social media. Yeah. But I feel like that's a bit of a red flag, not knowing that you're... Like, having one that yeah. your significant other doesn't know about. And I don't know if he just is unaware or if it was more... It doesn't seem like it was secretive. I mean, obviously, everybody else knows it's out there. So maybe Derry's just doesn't know how to get on Instagram and do stuff. Yeah. But. I'm thinking that he definitely has a Facebook, because they're always talking they're about, all, put it on your <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. That's as far as he goes with social media. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. And that could be. I don't feel like Annex doing anything wrong in posting whatever she wants to post, though. Yeah. So, that's that's me. Uh-oh. Little skank Sinatra? Little skank Zappa? Skank Ocean. I'll bother. What are we talking about here, little Tom Skanks? A little Skank Aaron? Skanklin D. Roosevelt. Skanklin D. Roosevelt was my favorite. <laughs> I, I thought about writing down which one, but I didn't write any of the skank ones down. Tom Skanks. <laughs> Tom Skanks. <laughs> oh, my God. It was funny, but not enough. I think I was in between. It bothers me a little bit. This was a conversation. And like, but this wordplay's funny. But this wordplay's pretty good, so. <laughs> uh, three posts a day seems a lot excessive to me, though. That's like spam email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get it. You're hot. Oh, my gosh. I'll go, like, a month without posting something because I don't do too much. And then I'll do an activity, mm-hmm. and I might put up, like, three posts from that thing. And then I go another month yeah. before I post something else, so. So, it's like, three a day, every day, seems a lot. Yes. But to me. I agree. But I don't, but I don't know how people... influencers work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, I put down a question to post to you. Should Derry call? It depends on how much he's been calling. Like, if he's been actively calling her for a week and she's not answering phone calls or returning them, no. If he has given her a week phone call free mm-hmm. and hasn't called... I would say maybe call just to clarify, like, hey. Are we or aren't we? Are we or aren't we? I just need to know one way or the other. I feel like he's probably been hounding her with phone calls, though. So, no. Just because you made a new discovery, don't hound her with more phone calls about it. Because that's all. It's just going to continue to drive that wedge in there. Mm, Just making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) I would say no, don't call. (laughs) 
I literally wrote down no, but yes. No, <laughs> no, but yes. No, don't call, but find out where you stand. I mean, Derry has a right to know if they're still dating or yeah. not. He he should he should know whether or not she wants to still be with him. I don't think she should be ignoring him. I don't think she's wrong in posting on Instagram whatever she wants. But it's kind of rude to ignore somebody if they're calling you for a week that you're supposedly dating. Break up with them at that point if you want to. Yeah. So Takes just a couple minutes. As we... Well, we'll get into that later. But we see at a point, it does not take very long to do. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. So just let them know. Don't leave them dangling. <laughs> All right. And then Derry asks Dan whether he thinks others in town know about Annie's Instagram account. And if you have to ask, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dan says, well, Derry, we've previously established that bad gas does travel fast in a small town, but uh, I do believe racy photos travel faster. <laughs> Derry decides Truth. he needs to get hammered, but they are out of beer, so he and Dan head off to Modine's. So Dan's watching out for the company they keep. I love his whole rant as Wayne and Katie leave. I am totally not offended, and I am not upset. <laughs> it's just so cute. Racy photos will travel travel faster than anything, though. Faster than the wind. And Dan knows a thing or two about the wind. He knows a thing or two, because he's seen a thing or two. Faster than midnights in a race. Are they fast? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then, last question I have about this scene. And I don't know why I've not thought about it till now. Do they just always leave the produce stand open to the elements and alone when they just want a good drink? And open to uh, people just driving by and helping themselves. There yeah. must be some trust there somewhere. I mean, some Canada. kind of code of honor. I it's don't a magical just, place, apparently. I guess. You can make a really good living moving barley and never selling produce. And <laughs> you can just trust everybody to not steal from you. At Modine's, they encounter Riley, Jonesy, Tyson, and Joint Boy, who have discovered Annex Instagram feed, to the shouts of, You! you. <laughs> and Stuart and Roald come over, hearing all the you shouts and ask if scotty wallace is there they explain that they're talking about annex instagram stewart says that he just jerked off to that and rald says he just jerked off to stewart jerking off to that mcmurray comes up to ask what's going on rald explains that he's super gay super gay <laughs> which makes mcmurray visibly uncomfortable although he professes to be supportive gail then emerges from behind the bar <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been jerking off to Derry's sweetie's Instagram. I'll continue to shout you to Derry's mortification. I kind of love this scene a little I bit. I love this scene a lot. <laughs> I know. I, I was trying to think of like my favorite lines to put to uh, ask to be in the podcast episode. And there was just too many. How many guys are jerking it right now? Actually, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> 16.1,000. Riley and Jonesy's back and forths were my favorite of these, I think. They were good. I liked theirs the best, but Tyson and Joy Boys were funny, too. And I liked when Stuart and Rold came in and just interjected that <laughs> yeah. bit. And then I loved that McMurray, when Wayne and Derry were acting like McMurray, that's exactly it's what he ended up saying. Spot on. It was spot I, on. You're gay? Super gay. Yeah. <clears throat> just, uh... <clears throat> I'm not. 
I said from the start, <clears throat> very beginning, uh, <clears throat> you're one of them types that's, <clears throat> I love my wife and, <clears throat> uh, and you're a good enough guy. I, I ain't one of you! <laughs> <laughs> but when Rald pops up with that super gay, I just I, he's love so him. adorable. Are you gay? He's super gay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I said, well, I put down McMurray is now uncomfortable around Rald forever. <laughs> forever, for the rest of time. And then even Gail popping up, which she has been funny to me. For a while She's now. She's been killing it. I know. I mean, I'm not backtracking on how I felt about her in season one. That's still there. But I have a whole different feeling towards her now that we're at the end of season six. I am genuinely enjoying her addition to this show. Oh, my God. My favorite one of all of them, and I, I can't remember it exactly. Josh, you could plug it here if you want to. But was Riley's very last thing, I think. He said something along the lines of, Somebody better tie my dick to my leg, boys. And he, it's not even just what he says. His delivery How is so good. It. A plus to you, Dylan Playfair. <laughs> and then Gail's like, tie my dick too. <laughs> I love oh my Gail gosh. has such big dick energy. She does. The biggest. Oh, it's great. Have you ever encountered a situation like this where... Your friends are all giving you a hard time about who you're dating. I feel like this is a very dude thing, but... Yeah, people have given me crap for who I dated before, but not because of this. <laughs> for other reasons. For other reasons. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next question. Oh, I bet it's for the same reason. I just remembered something about you and who you dated. <laughs> And we're the same same. We're the so. same. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. <laughs> I feel like I skipped a thing. Hold on. No, it's just that short of an episode. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Wayne and Katie walk and talk about Wayne's unidentified project. Katie cannot believe Wayne's budget, but he says that you can't take it with you. And I thought that was cute. <laughs> it is cute. I still don't know how he has any money, though. I know. <laughs> There we really need to look into this barley thing. I know. I was say, there must be more money in barley than I realized. Oh my god. He makes a quick video call to Marie Fred, who tells him she's coming to visit. Wayne tells Leadfoot to not get pulled over. I thought that was cute too. Katie wonders if the two could get any cuter. Yeah, Katie, could I, I agree. Could they get any cuter? No, I don't think they can. <laughs> They resume walking and enter the Letterkenny Central Credit Building. So I put, I wonder how much Wayne spent. Because, I mean, we know what he gets, but. I'm going to guess 10K. That's just a guess. That's... I feel like he has 10K energy. <laughs> he has 10K energy. Oh, man. We got Quayla rings, so I don't really even know how much diamonds go for. But I don't ever want to die. And I've told Nate that. I'm like, don't ever buy me, like, expensive jewelry. I don't want it. I'm not a jewelry person either. Yeah. I I don't want it. I don't want to wear it. I don't care about it. Let's, you know, go on a vacation or something. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. We are the same. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Josh and I were mm, super poor when we got married. (laughs) I mean, we were just young kids. I mean, you were pretty young when you guys got married. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have... A full-time job at the time we got engaged so my ring 
was I think he had to put it on credit when he bought it, which was fine. But now, now, I, and it's not one of these. You know, have you seen people upgrade their rings and stuff I, now? So I hear. Yes, <laughs> but I think it just depends on what you like. So if you're a really big joy person, you know that's a thing. But Josh knows that. If he ever did that for me, it would be very nice because it's a gift and I, I love my husband so much that it's very nice. But he knows that I would rather us go on a trip together and get away from everything for like a week together rather than own a thing. Yeah. So Part of what makes a nice gift a nice gift is that the person that you're giving it to actually wants it. You know, yeah. if you don't want a big ass diamond ring, which I'm, I mean, obviously a lot of people do, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. And so... It would be the worst reaction ever. But <laughs> what the murder is this? <laughs> Go return this now. <laughs> Do you know how many bills this would have paid off? Right? That would be my first thought. Oh my gosh, we could have put a chunk towards the mortgage. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and I would have preferred that. Yeah. A chunk towards the mor- mortgage is a better present for me mm-hmm. than what am I going to do with the diamond ring? <laughs> so when they're talking about. Yeah, I, I just kind of assume, in my mind, I've just assumed, like, 10K. I don't know why. I just have that <laughs> in my head. It means a lot to him, and he's going to reflect that in the way that he spends the money on her. And I think he seems to know her well enough to think, oh, she's going to get that this means a lot from me to you. you and know sh- what I mean? she seems put together you know what i mean like she has her cute little dresses that she wears Mm -hmm. she usually has like her hair done nicely i feel like a ring would be a good thing for her as a present there was so much about this scene that was cute i like how calm he is you know like some guys get a little frantic and crazy beforehand he seems very calm he seems very sure of it they are super cute when they're talking on the phone and i liked that so she called him to have him speak in french yeah and be silly <laughs> and kind of laugh at him but then he does it to her i like how they have that playfulness with each other yes because he calls her up only to have her say things that she says funny yeah in english i loved it and that was super cute what's up mary fred what's that big cat running around africa with all the spots on it a leopard yeah and what's that fish bears like catching in streams um salmon yeah what do you like in your uh ice cream bars almonds Atta girl. You're driving up tonight, eh? Yeah. All right, well, go easy, Leadfoot. Leopard. <laughs> and he has a little nickname, like, called her Leadfoot, and so and she that, apparently speeds when she drives. And that was cute, too. I am starting to question Katie's taste in dresses. Leopard dress, yes. Because that white one was no good. A leopard print dress is no good. D- yeah, yeah. I actually put that down. I said leopard print, leopard print dress to this proposal. Thoughts, Amber? No good. No, oh, no, 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 no that's, good. That's not. Yeah. I wrote this in capital letters. I said I am bereft because <laughs> I'm just so sad because this was so snores. cute. But this you know is it's so coming. Cute. I know. And you, yes, that's what kills me. And when she's saying the words and she's smiling real big and she's like, when she says almonds, especially, I think, I don't know, something about the way she says it and the way she looks when she says it, it's almost little kid happy. And God, I just want to like her. That's why I'm so confused. She is obviously very happy too. Yeah. Why you got, she, what she hasn't yet. I mean, maybe she has. Why, why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> don't you know he's human too? <laughs> 
Oh and my god, it's just so... It is, it's just so cute. It's almost... You want them to be happy together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that we don't want that with with Rosie, Rosie is, as they say, obviously a good girl. She's yeah. a great girl. She's a great girl. But I and do feel like her personality is a little bit more morphed with Wayne's. Yeah. I don't feel like I know her as an individual as much. They very much have similar... Them, like They're too much the same humor person. Humor and yeah. stuff. But I don't feel like, oh, this is Rosie without Wayne. But I think it was a detraction from season... Was it season one Rosie? Season two Rosie? Season, season two. two. Because she was just... A mimic of Wayne then. Yeah. And then I feel like it bled over into, okay, now we're trying to make her more of a character later, but it's still very enmeshed with his personality. They're either an awful lot alike, or she's one of those people that really globs on to their significant other's personalities Mm -hmm. and mirrors that. It's a parroting versus a complimentary relationship. You don't want somebody that you're with to be exactly like you. You want to have some differences. I want to date me. Right? I'm I'm great. I'm that amazing. (laughs) Oh, I would drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody would ever win because we both have to be right all the time. (laughs) Josh is screaming, yes, Amber, yes. But about me. About you. (laughs) Oh, God. I am the slightest of slightest bit stubborn. <laughs> but I agree. They are enough of their own person and still enough complimentary together that it seems like it should be good. Yeah. <sighs> Have you seen that meme where, because it reminds me of myself, there's this meme that says, did it hurt when you Googled and I was right. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't, but, but I need to send that to Nate. <laughs> that's me. That's a personality trait for me. It is for me, too. I literally will pull my phone out, and Nate's like, God dang it, Amber, why can't you just never be wrong? <laughs> yes. Why? Nate and Josh can start a support group because this is the same thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When he and Josh did their episode, and he came home, and it was quicker than I thought it would be. And I said, you're home, you know, awfully quick. I figured you guys would sit there and complain about us a little bit longer, like, get a little bit of that frustration off your chest with somebody who understands (laughs) what it's like to be married to a wife that's always right. And they can cut it all out, because Josh (laughs) does the editing. We would never know. That's what I said. (laughs) You didn't see anything. Uh, You have such good ideas. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, 19 minute episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is so much longer, but I've not scrolled down. <laughs> Derry's back at the produce stand when Annick drives up. I was wondering too, because I thought, oh, I don't know anybody with a blue truck. And then yeah. Annick got out. Derry's upset not having been able to contact her all week. She tells him she will not be coming around anymore, but wanted to tell him face to face, which good for her. Mm hmm. She tells Derry he is too clingy and needs to learn to give a girl space. She also tells him she's working things out with Jean-Claude. She was impulsive in leaving him how she did. Derry asks if Jean-Claude knows about her racy Instagram, and she says love is trust. Well, I haven't been able to get a hold of you for about a week. It seems that everybody in Letterkenny's jerk. Jerks don't deserve your time. Probably best I didn't say the word. Look, I won't be coming around anymore. You're too clingy, Daryl. 
You need to learn to give a girl space. Oh, bother. And I'm working things out with Jean-Claude. I was impulsive in leaving him. Does Jean-Claude know about your racy Instagram photos? Love is trust. Derek getting sassy, but this is honestly the most <clears throat> I've ever liked Anik. I have... I tell, have tell me how you feel. Conflicting thoughts for a few reasons. Okay. <laughs> Gather your thoughts. She could have done this a long time ago. That is true. And if she is working things out with Jean-Claude, it didn't just happen today. She's been gone doing this thing that more than likely it's hurting Derry or making him crazy. Luke. And while gone, doing thirst traps online, hurting his feelings. She's also been talking to Jean-Claude. There's no way this just happened. She didn't just happen upon him today and decide today we're going to work things out. So I wrote, hold on a second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because I will forget. <laughs> yeah, I put, she's obviously been talking to JC since between now and then. I said, this bitch <laughs> says love is trust and does that? Excuse me? <laughs> I didn't like the love is trust part because, well, yeah, because everything you just said. I do, I do like the, fr the, the love is trust. That's true. No, love is trust, yeah. Her saying that is her a bit saying is yeah. I was like, excuse me, pot. Let me introduce you to Kettle. <laughs> I have a friend here. <laughs> I do see your stance, but devil's advocate. So say Annick finally went home. She's not staying at the farmhouse right now. She's back in Quebec. Does start to talk to Jean Claude. Realizes, hey, I was impulsive. What I did was not the best. How I did it was not the best. I've realized this, but I'm in Quebec. I don't want to call Derry and tell him this. So I'm going to drive back and tell him to his face. Because, but I don't know, just the way she was very calm about it, which she's pretty calm about everything. I don't know if it's the French in her or not, but she was direct about what she was doing, how she was feeling, what was going on. I don't know. I liked her honesty about everything. I see where she could have done it sooner. She definitely could have. The day she did start talking to Jean-Claude again. Yeah. It could have happened, <clears throat> but Derry was clingy. Yes. She, I like that she admitted her mistake of, okay, I shouldn't have left him in the first place. It was impulsive of her. She shouldn't have done it how she did it. But I like that she didn't seem mad at him. She didn't try to put all... I mean, she told him, yeah. you were too clingy, you need to give a girl space, but she wasn't only placing blame on him. She says, I shouldn't have left him. I was impulsive in doing that. I don't know. I just... I haven't been the biggest fan of hers, but this is her... Redeeming. Yeah, to me. It was I, her being a bit redeeming. I agree. I put down, we've come a long way from inappropriately timed I love yous. Yeah, that because that scene... What? You remember how pissed we were oh about that? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but I also said, Anna, girl, be single for a second. While I do think she was impulsive and she shouldn't have left him the way she did, she still should have left him. Yes. <laughs> In a different manner at a different time, perhaps. Yeah, be single for a while. Get your likes and follows on Instagram. Do Maybe thing, go girl. to therapy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. I love when he's like, oh, because you're Instagram famous now? Doesn't have a long shelf life, according to BuzzFeed. <laughs> according to BuzzFeed. <laughs> I love when he gets sassy. Oh, that was funny. And I agree. Like you said, Derry was too clingy. I feel like as far as breakups go... That was a good dive of sound. That wasn't me. Uh, it, it was a pretty straightforward 
not overly messy breakup. I feel like Derry handled the breakup better than he handled the week of not talking to her. Yeah. And I was pr- I was proud of him yeah. a little bit. I thought because my initial reaction <laughs> would have been, "Oh, Derry would cry here, <laughs> cry or do that weird banshee shriek that he does sometimes." Oh yeah, or, I would just, hate that. or, or go stage five clinger, super clingy. Yeah, no, please don't leave me. Yeah, he he took it well and she delivered it well. I I felt. I'm going to read this nice little part. Yeah. I, I should have probably went ahead and read that. Dan emerges from behind the produce stand where he's been rocking a piss and overhearing the entire breakup. He tells Derry that at least now he can enjoy Annick's Instagram the same way the rest of the town does. Yeah. You! <laughs> and I... <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the break. <laughs> Good old Dan making me smile. Oh, <laughs> nope, man. I was here the whole time. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. I know. That was that was funny. <laughs> but he's not... I, I put down, but Dan's not really helping his buddy out here very much. No, no. He's not rubbing it in to be mean, but the obvious points that he's making maybe don't have to be made. <laughs> maybe hold on to that till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Some things don't have to be said out loud. <laughs> it's just so funny. Have you... Okay, have you ever been in a situation like that where you accidentally overhear something that was... People did not know that you were there. Yeah, one time, I guess this is not funny to Derry, but I was trying to make plans with my Mm in-laws, and I was on the phone with Nate, and he went to put me on hold to call his dad, but instead he made it a three-way call and called his dad and didn't know I was still on the other line, (laughs) and they proceeded to talk about me for a bit. in an unflattering way and then i was like oh so that's how you feel and they both just were like (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious i can look at it and laugh now at the time i was fairly pissed i understand completely (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's hilarious (laughs) Uh, I, i don't have any specific instance but so so josh is a restaurant eavesdropper he will be in your business. If you talk loud enough, he considers that invitation that's to listen. A, that's open game to uh, to hear the stories you are telling. Yeah. We, we did this the other day. We kind of got in the habit on Sunday nights of going to Bel Air over in... I've never been there. I know what you're talking about, but I've never been there. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just conveniently close, and it's open on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. but there was this booth next to us. With two ladies sitting next to each other and then a man about the same age as both of the ladies on the other side. And we spent the whole night trying to figure out what their dynamic was. <laughs> we were like, are they a throuple? Is this... Is one actually much younger than she looks, and that's their daughter? Do they go to church together? Are they business partners? <laughs> it's just all this stuff. Are they friends? <laughs> Are they lovers? <laughs> Are they siblings? This is all just like it could go so many ways. Yes. And <laughs> did you ever figure it out? Well, we got we got in the car. We we did this internal judgment. What you know? While we were just kind of sitting there, because we were right next to them, you know, right across. Yeah. So when we got in the car, I turned to him and say, "Okay." Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. We both were trying to figure out what was going on next to us. And he said, I'm so glad you said something. (laughs) What was that? We still don't know. We have no idea. See, now I'm curious and I'll never know. (laughs) Yeah. One time, it it wasn't, I couldn't overhear it, but I could see it. I was (laughs) at a coffee shop 
and I was sitting on the patio area having my coffee there and there was a guy in the car and he was just sitting there in his car then a lady drove up in her car they got into his car together they made out for like five minutes and then they drove off and I was like that's an affair happening like I don't know why did I just catch an affair it's, it's immediately where my brain went and I don't know what it was that screamed affair rather than just like oh they're meeting for a date I don't know if it's because they didn't get coffee did uh, they leave they, a car there they left a car there and this drove is an away affair. in the same car we found you out yeah starbucks affair lady it was yeah <laughs> who are you starbucks hussy <laughs> but it was i don't know the energy behind it was like very affair yeah <laughs> you're in a pretty public spot for not wanting to be seen or unless you drove because it was the one that's right off of 75 there so theoretically they could have come from anywhere yeah. I don't know. that's big boyfriend energy that's yeah. not that's not husband make out energy it was not husband make out energy <laughs> it was not a oh hello my love it's good to see you here's a kiss this was this is our 10 minutes we're gonna make it count and this, this is my lunch break <laughs> yes it was very much like a lunch break hookup anyway nice. so there's those they were off to an hourly hotel. Yeah, that was the... So that like, was the vibes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Katie and Wayne arrive at Modine's. The various townsfolk are gathered drinking and dancing. Ron and Dax observe the festivities. I couldn't even tell that was them. Yeah, they were just at a table and they kind of really waved. Dark. Yeah. Tyson and Joint Boy arm wrestle. Katie and Dan try to console Derry. Finding out that Derry is single again, Bonnie perks up and asks Derry to dance, which does put a smile on his face, finally. Dan returns to Instagram and gives another, you, <laughs> which Katie cites Scotty Wallace at the bar, though Dan again warns that he keeps poor company. And Scotty's sitting next to Boots and Ginger. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And then Lavina Dick enters the bar and smiles flirtatiously at Dan. So uh, the first note that I made about this scene is that Katie's just wearing a tank top and her shorts. She's yeah, not in a dress. She didn't change. But I wonder if the the original plan was to do it here because it seems strange to. It to doesn't do seem it. like a romantic situation there. Yeah, but maybe it's more reflective of their relationship. Yeah, like who Wayne is as a person. Not that he couldn't be romantic. I bet he could, but not romantic. In a, hey, let's go to the city and go to an expensive restaurant. Yeah. Kind of romantic. They could go to the chip truck. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like to Wayne, it's more about the actual relationship and not the bravado. Yes. You know, so. They don't have to put on because their relationship is what it is. Yes. It's theoretically strong enough to not have to put on, put on airs. Yes. <laughs> Bonnie doesn't like French girls. I know she seemed, which they were all making this joke earlier, but it seemed a little bit more pointed. Yeah, coming from Bonnie. Mm-hmm. It also was a little surprising to me. Bonnie and Derry have danced before, and I don't know if it's just because she is respectful of somebody in a relationship, because, you know, she wouldn't dance with, she, well, not that she wouldn't, but her and Wayne didn't dance when he was with Angie. Yeah. But she did seem more excited about Derry being single than I thought she would. I agree. I thought, okay, have you noticed, have you ever seen a phenomenon where guys become more attractive when they're taken? Not necessarily. <laughs> a little bit that. A little bit that. But specifically taken by 
someone who's v- very attractive and it you think makes them what seem is this more person attractive? seeing that I'm not seeing? There must be something there. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder if he throws so much shit he gets dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a heat stroke waiting to happen, bud. <laughs> heat stroke waiting to happen. <laughs> I was gonna say another one, but nothing's gonna top that. <gasps> oh so. my gosh. Okay. But I will say this. Modine slash Club Modine's apparently right. looks super fun and I would love to go here. It did seem I liked this vibe a whole lot more than I liked the bar in the city vibe, the sex club vibe. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole admin and you had to really watch your drinks apparently. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and Ginger and Boots are back and Lavina Dick. Oh, really quickly. Did you notice what Gail was doing in this shot? No, I missed it. Okay, so Tyson and Joint Boy are arm wrestling. Gail is sitting on the table with her with a leg on each one of them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back because where it said that that they're arm wrestling, I missed them arm wrestling. Just I don't know, because again, I've got to watch these while I have my small children still. So <laughs> that's some, at least negative five points. <laughs> she's, Gail, she's. Was spread it, eagle on the table. It was like when she's uh, playing with Dan's beard and Coach's ear yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to splay a leg on each one of you. And I can see neither of them minding it and her just doing it like it's the most natural thing in the world yeah, for like, her to be doing. I'll just Gail. Just Gail being Gail. Do we like the Bonnie dairy potential? I feel like... You know how we talked about in the last one about how the one that got away is always up on a pedestal? Mm-hmm. I feel like... Bonnie's up on that pedestal for Derry, mm-hmm. and it would be kind of like this situation where he feels like he's dating out of his league the way he did with Anik, and that will give him a complex, which will in turn hurt the relationship. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Although I could see that with Katie, too, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Derry's just one of those little weird awkward guys that can somehow land Nothing but gorgeous women. I don't know what are what are they seeing that we're not? Is dairy kind of hot? <laughs> well, we do have hot we, dairy moments. We have hot dairy moments. So we talked about this today. Me, you, and Kayla messaged about uh-huh. it. How is Lavina here? I don't know because I was going to look that up too. Like, what are the restrictions? Yes, of living in that community, interacting with the community around you. Rumpspringa in general, could she date a non-Mennonite community member and that be an okay thing to do? Because they do date and like on the show anyway. Yeah. But according to Kayla, it is forbidden. I would think unless she's on her gap year. Which I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I feel like she's a little bit older, a yeah. little bit out like of Like she's already decided to stay to in the stay. community. Then she... Wouldn't be able to be here, for one, I would think, and wouldn't be able to date outside of the Mennonite community. Yeah, because while this is much more tame than the sex club, it's still pretty rowdy for a Mennonite. Yeah. So, I don't know. But he's so happy to see her. I know. He was so cute when he smiled at her. And you can tell she feels out of place, but then seeing him gave her some, I can I can some be here courage. and be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was sweet. Marie Fred arrives, though, not without getting a speeding ticket. And Wayne calls her Leadfoot. You just talked yourself out of some... Oh. See, okay. This says something different than the... Subtitles? Subtitles. Yeah, because I was like, what the hell does dark bread mean? I asked what... <laughs> I 
was gonna ask you what dark bread was. Okay, so this we're learning <laughs> something new every day. Darn you, Hulu! You're misleading us with your subtitles. So Hulu says you just talked yourself out of some dark bread, which I took to mean this chick bakes and she makes something specifically called dark bread that I don't know about. Oh, see, I thought she said you just talked yourself out of something dark bread like she was calling him dark oh. bread if i had heard it the way you heard it i would have thought that makes more anal sense. sex oh <laughs> well here we that are was totally a different interpretation although wayne's not into that so maybe not well i was full-on thinking the outback bread you have you, you need to go oh, outback and the, yeah and they have actual dark bread there yes this is a lot tasty. meaner. She calls him dark bread. She's, she says... If the wiki page is to be trusted. Yes. The quote is, you just talk yourself out of something, dart breath. Which makes sense because he's probably outside smoking. Yeah, he was just smoking, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, who's... T- I don't know. You you all tell us what you think was said. Bread, because it's breath. so confusing. <laughs> but Wayne becomes serious and tells her that he has a question... But she tells him to ask her inside because it's cold and turns away. Wayne does not follow right away and he pulls out a box from his pocket, opens it up, revealing an engagement ring. And that sucker was pretty big. 10K at least. 10K. It's about 10K. <laughs> do, you ever watch, do you ever watch HGTV and they're redoing the houses and they walk into every room? Josh and I always joke. Every room is about 10K. It's about 10K. <laughs> so I had a massage client once who is a general contractor but also interior designer like a joanna Gaines type person Mm -hmm. and she's like i hate all those shows because you cannot redo a kitchen for that much money like it takes so much more money than these shows present it yeah and then you get clients who are like well they do it for 10k a room yeah and she's like, and you cannot. And it just, so, the ring is about to it's, it, And it was, it's pretty big boy. I thought. Wayne's trying to turn her, make her a keeper. Yeah. It was cute how she ended up actually getting a ticket. So that's, you know. He knows I, her well I, enough to, he calls her Leadfoot for mm, a reason. Yes. <laughs> that, those little things just add to a feeling of closeness betwixt them. That and her actually forming as an individual in my mind as a character yeah having some depth to her character rather than just being a two-dimensional sex object like we have aforementioned as letter kenny <laughs> is wont to do oh <laughs> uh, yes yeah and i mean i like the fact that she's also never been overly sexualized yeah. like anna even anik was but i don't know she seems like a nice person. She's perfect if it wasn't for the fact that we hate her. Yes. <laughs> There's okay. that little detail that just keeps getting in the way of me being able to genuinely like her as a person all on her own, independent of Wayne. <laughs> I agree. I wrote this down. She obviously has no idea. And so it makes me wonder. That, so this has never even crossed her mind that this could be occurring potentially. Well... I'm trying to think, about how long would you say that they've been together? I don't know. Because Darian Annick's relationship seems like, okay, they broke up. It's not that big a deal. They weren't together that long. But they've been together the same amount of time as Wayne and Marie Fred. And he's ready to ask her to marry him. I'm thinking six to eight months. 
See, I feel like it's been less time than that, but maybe. But maybe it's just because, you know, these 19-minute long episodes that go by really fast. They meet in winter time. That's true. It's now, according to Katie's outfit, summertime. <laughs> or end of summer. She says it's cold, but I imagine that Canada would get chilly at nighttime after the sun has gone down, even yeah. if it is summertime. I'm wondering if it's that late summer scooting close to fall. When does fall start in Canada, though? Is it sooner for them than it is for us because they're that much farther north? I would think it would get colder earlier, but that's just University of Wild speculation. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> I'm not sure, but that's just my guess. My From absolutely no observational research it's just a guess we don't have our map yet <laughs> no map no calendar nothing going on nothing just going on nothing and then i put down there is no way they're going through this evening if he doesn't ask without her noticing because his pants ring. are too tight he buys pants that fit him he doesn't need a belt that ring box should be noticeable because that was a sizable ring box yeah like you think you can see a guy's wallet or unfortunately like if they, looks like she you know touches on him and probably touches his butt and stuff she's gonna notice she's gonna notice she does seem like she doesn't know that that's what he's going to ask about though yeah it, there's no excited anticipation on her part i think she's oblivious yeah i i would i would agree with that i wrote down how did nate ask you we were in bed. Oh. <laughs> Play some romantic sweet yeah. music behind that, Josh. His uh, mom and sister got a little bit upset because they were like, he didn't even ask us to be involved in the proposal. I was like, I don't think you wanted to be involved in the proposal. <laughs> All right, guys, come on in. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> They've been in the closet this whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but nope, I was here the whole time. <laughs> Would have been awkward. <laughs> They pulled a Dan on you. Oh, my God. Uh, how did Josh ask you? I knew Josh was going to ask me because we went to Delta Formal the night before, uh-huh. and which introduced him to Delta Punch. and No, Alpha Punch. Alpha. And mm. Delta Jello shots with yeah. their 50-50. Yeah. And so he was just telling people. He was, I mean, he didn't what tell me. What was that? Um, I feel like. 2013? I feel like I was uh, a, a part of that information. 2013. 20- 13 i think it was it was 2014 amber was not there i think i still went to formal then it's i haven't been to formal in a minute leslie was there desiree was there what dress were you wearing do you remember yes the tan and black one with the razor back tan and black razor back it was a mini dress i can't remember if you were there i just remember was that des was there with meg from Florida because maybe I Josh told Meg and Meg I had just really met her so she also had just met Josh and (laughs) felt very (laughs) overwhelmed with new information that's how formal is you get to know people really fast the first formal Nate went to with me uh, one of the other deltas had just gotten a boob job and was flashing everybody all night because oh my goodness. she was like, look at my new boobs. And I won't mention her name, but she was like, look at my new boobs. And Nate was like, so I met that one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just need to tell you, I did not solicit this, but it know. happened. There was no question in my mind. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that was freely offered up. It's okay. <laughs> so, and he was going to do it the next day. I had already had a feeling because I 
I basically, I think I told you, I told Josh that if we weren't going to be serious to date to marry, I wasn't going to waste my time because yeah. I had a job lined up in Texas and I wasn't going to blow it off if this it was, was just going to be casual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, casual, got, Josh. <laughs> casual, casual Josh. Casual Josh. Was as is still his nickname. <laughs> no. So we got really serious really fast, but we got engaged after. Th- it's. I don't think he was even three months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was his mom's reaction. <laughs> but well, we 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 stayed engaged for over a year yeah. after that, just to let everybody chill out, calm down. Yeah, yeah, we were engaged. We were engaged for like. 18 months I think so we were together for five years before we got married but I had been married and was married for a year and got divorced mm-hmm. a couple years and got divorced you want to make sure it was gonna yeah, stick I was like I'm not doing this again <laughs> yeah if it's not gonna stick yeah so so you're stuck baby sorry <laughs> and the last last question I have about this whole episode is how and when did she turn evil <laughs> I don't know because, like, you see her face at the end on that phone, and she looks very happy. Or at the, at the out in the outside, you see her face when she goes inside. Sorry, and she looks so happy. So my thought, my head immediately went to, when did you decide to throw that away? When did the devil possess your body? Yes. Because that must have been what happened. I don't know either. And it just makes me so upset because once I got past that into later seasons, it was just like, okay, we hate this person. It's fine. It just, it is what it is. But now going back and rewatching these, I'm like, I would really like to not have to hate you. Because if I didn't hate you, I could really like you. And it's just so disappointing. It is. We're not mad. We're just disappointed again. <sighs> so much. So much. Because she does. She looks happy. He looks happy. There's... I know... A lot of times at the beginning of relationships, it is a lot of sex and a lot of electricity and sparks. Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about being comfortable with another person mm-hmm. to where you're just comfortable around them. And they seemed to have that where there wasn't awkward silences, there wasn't forced interactions, there wasn't incessant phone calls and needy communication. Mm-hmm. It, they just seemed like they could be comfortable together. And I that's agree. the kind of thing that will get you lasting. Goes and, the distance. Yes. I think seemed... she freaked out. And, the, and people do. This seems too right this is too easy i'm used to yeah i'm used to drama what why am i not constantly in anxiety yeah when's the other shoe gonna drop exactly like so i better just make sure that i'm not gonna be hurt too bad when it does so i'm gonna go do this other thing not a good idea but i guess it is an idea (laughs) yeah way to ruin everything (laughs) everything so what did you give this this one i I really liked this episode. This mm-hmm. was another seven for me. So this one and the dick slip out were my favorite too. I gave this a seven and a half. Ah. I thought eight question mark with coffee, but no, I, I think it's a solid seven and a half. They messed up your coffee order, so it could have been did. an eight. But... Oh my gosh, y'all, my coffee is <laughs> trash right now. But uh, <laughs> but even with the good coffee, I think it's sitting at a seven and a half for me personally. It's good. It's not 
We Don't Fight at Weddings good. It wasn't We Don't Fight at Weddings good. It wasn't loud in your face funny, although the yous were the you. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. But other than our knowledge, there was nothing in this episode that I disliked. So, and that wasn't even in this episode, so I can't really... I feel like I'm holding a grudge against this mm-hmm. whole season because of that. And but. that's why I put maybe it deserves an eight. It's it's a very solid finale. Yeah. I, I felt like there was a good cliffhanger because he hasn't asked her yet, but mm-hmm. you know it's there. It included a lot of people. They were all having a good time, which is how we like our finales to end. This is another finale they gave away. True. The Great Day for Thunder Bay? Yeah, that one. This guy wrote that one, too. Hmm. But remember, we we liked it a lot, but we didn't like it as a finale. Yeah. And that's the thing with the finales is sometimes it's like, that was a good episode. Was it a good finale? Yes. This one, I, I liked where they left this one off. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it is enough to be like, oh, I need to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. Tune in next season, which is what you want from a finale. The only thing for me that would have elevated this is to take that the first time, it was fine. It was a funny cold open. But I really love getting the all the community involved. So I would have liked to see more storyline with a bunch of people somehow involved in this. The storyline was all about the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a bunch it, of stories coming together. It progressed the story, though, which I love. I hate throwaway episodes. Yeah. Just like that really didn't do anything for the episode. I liked that. Pretty much everybody was there. Yeah. M- Mrs. McMurray wasn't, but... It looked fun. Yeah. And that's nice. And <laughs> that's I re- nice. <laughs> that's nice. I like the... Co- the st- again, the story that the cold open has wasn't... Is infuriating. Yeah. But I liked the cold open. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. They were having fun together. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh, this is Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. This is the show that I originally started watching and liked. Okay, really quick. All right. I'm just going to say here, quick spoiler for those of you who haven't seen season 10. So turn it off if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> <Alert>. But <laughs> yes, alert, alert. What did you think of her coming back for season 10? I'm trying to remember if we see her any in between the big reveal and her in season 10. And I couldn't remember if we did. I don't think so but i can't i mean i can't be positive and i also remembered that i hated her i feel kind of like i do now you could be a nice person if i didn't have to hate you is kind of how i felt about her in season 10 i felt like if i didn't have my knowledge i she would have been perfectly likable in that episode how about you i uh, yes (laughs) but it's irritating (laughs) i feel like i couldn't tell if she was just trying to get back like oh remember me yeah I couldn't tell if she was fishing or if by the end of the episode she I feel was... like if he had been open to rekindling something, she was going to be absolutely there for it. Mm-hmm. I liked, and again, not to get too into that episode yet, but I liked how he conducted himself in that episode. Yes, it was very business only. Yeah, and there was maybe unnecessary, but he kept texting Rosie just to, not because she was prying or asking or seemed jealous, but just like, hey, this is what's going on. Out of respect for her. Out of respect for her. She appreciated it. She didn't feel the need to ask for it. Mm-hmm. But he didn't feel the need to make her ask for it. He just did it. Yeah. And I really liked that about him in that episode. Something that I love, love, love about my husband. Who? I'm sorry. I, th- I talk about Josh all the time. He's just like my, f- my favorite person. Aww. And I see him all the time. He's probably like, yeah, okay, whatever. But the thing that 
where it's like it's out of respect sometimes you know early on in our marriage josh's friends would give him crap about oh you have to ask your wife for permission or you you're gonna go you have to if you were gonna go gotta with check us, with megan gotta first. check in and he finally got to the point he, he kind of you know joke with him and stuff but he finally got to the point where he said okay look it's not like she's in charge of me she's not my mom this is a respect thing where our time is important our money is important it's our life together we share it and so i am good for you josh yeah round of applause put some respect on my name but i mean at that time it's not happened in a long time really it's because he told him what was up (laughs) but it was one of those things it irritated me so much at first but i had to realize you know josh is a little bit younger than me his friends are most of them are a little tiny bit younger than him too and so that makes for a bigger yeah, gap between you and them. Exactly. And a lot of them were, at the time, single still. And you can't register it unless you are living it or have gone through it. So, really, it was more standing up for himself, too. He was he was over the crap. But that was a very solid explanation of, I know you all don't get it yet, but this is a life together. Yeah. So... It's not me being weak or lame or anything. Yeah. So uh, that's all I was going to say is it really reflected that of he's not being asked to give her updates. Yeah. But it's respecting her feelings to do that. It's not her like, hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, is anybody with you? Well, you know, what's going on? Yeah. How come you haven't talked to me? I liked that dynamic between him and Rosie. But I would have liked Marie Fred in that episode if I didn't have to hate her. So, unfortunately, uh, I do. <laughs> unfortunately, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any what's the scoop? I do, actually. Oh, this cool, week. cool, cool. Well, here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. I have two things. One was the thing that I sent you. Letterkenny was listed on a top 25 most quotable TV show. Yeah. And I thought that was cool, especially since, yes, it absolutely it, it 100% is. 100% is. And then Andrew Heard put up an uh, Instagram story. Today? At, no, it was a few days ago. Okay. It was a hype-up excitement for his anticipation for the new Jackass movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that made me feel closer to him. <laughs> it was, it's kind of, I think it's because it's like, hey, I'm a fan of yours. You're a fan of Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville's from where I'm from. So we must just be like... Best friends. Yes. There's some <laughs> sort of connection here that I feel. Probably going to be best friends soon. He also today, and I, I didn't write down the podcast, he put up something. If you go on his socials, I'm sure it's there, that he's going to be on a podcast just talking about season 10. So go check it out. I did not write the name of the podcast down, but it's on his Instagram. So. Have to, I didn't see that today, so I'll have to. It was just right before I left work. I, it, uh. You know, it sends me little updates. And so <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. I've got it. I'll have to listen to that, but I've forgotten fully what that podcast is. So nice. And this is unrelated to Letterkenny, but I think everyone should check it out because she's hilarious and she's got some awesome messages to put out. I sent you a video of Elise Myers. I liked that video that you sent. I absolutely love everything she has to say. She she has very serious messages like that, but she also tells stories in a very funny like overly excitable way she's just hilarious 
I like people who can convey a truth without having to be preachy about it. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. The one I said Amber was about, you know, looking at females specifically kind of focusing on bodies and weight and and such. And I feel that in my soul. Man, I was was a chunky little kid. And that's just how everybody reacts to you as... Oh, you are this size. You are this shape, and that's uh, this is your worth. Part now. of who you yeah. are. Yeah, I'm putting I'm putting this worth upon you based upon your uh, chunky little blob. <laughs> and for the longest time, I never even looked at it that way. Only when others start doing that to you, do you think about yourself as oh, maybe I am lesser yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, Elise Myers, check her out on all kinds of social media. She's super funny. And she tells you how it is. How so. it is. Yes. <laughs> and I guess that is, that's it. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything? Um, no. I was pretty proud of myself for having two What's the Scoop, so I'm done. <laughs> I know. I'm proud of you, too. Because... I never have that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next time, we'll be back with, I think, from what I have gathered, the final holiday episode. I meant to look that up, too, and I forgot to, but. Well, let's look it up. Let's yeah. do it live. And then there's Valentine's Day. And that's it. I wonder why they stopped. There might be more, but as far as Wiki's concerned, and I can't think of any other holidays that they have, but... I can't either. That makes me kind of sad. Yeah. So, we'll be back next time with Valentine's Day. (laughs) Me, Amber, and Kayla. And Kayla will be here. Yeah. Yeah, she said she has treats again. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) She just knows us so well. (laughs) All right. So, we'll see you all next time. Bye. How the hell's our time to be rocking a piss? She comes by, says all them personal things, they can use our loan, but nope. No, I was here the whole time. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line.